Man, why don't we uh, stand together? We're going to pray tonight. I know we have a lot of needs, and we want to join together and pray. God would move. This is uh, we got one more Wednesday night service in 22. Next Wednesday, we don't have church. Uh, we're going to kind of give everybody the week. I know people will be traveling, and I mean, even now, you know, people are between sickness and travel. Uh, it's that time of the year, right? So let's, uh, you know, we got one more, right, tonight, and then uh, the 28th, Brother Roberts is going to be here on that Wednesday night, he'll be ministering, uh, Brother Wilson's going to minister tonight, and I think Brother DeTemple is going to preach for us on the January 1st, amen, so just going through the schedule real quick, and then we'll join together and pray, so uh, this coming Sunday uh, will be our Christmas program, so we'll have Sunday school, and then following that, our children will be doing uh, a little bit of something they've been working on, and then following that, we'll have our worship service, and the music team's been working on some special songs, and then we'll uh, finish off our series on the gifts that wise men bring, and then next Wednesday, no church. Doesn't mean you can't have church in your home, get your families together, amen, pray, get into the scripture a little bit, and then uh, the 25th, we'll have service. I know a lot of churches aren't having church, which I don't, I'm not really sure what that's about, anyway. Whatever, I'll leave that up to them. But to me, it's kind of like Jesus' birthday. Thought maybe maybe be a good thing to come together and say happy birthday to Jesus on his birthday. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna have church. I'm not gonna pass judgment on anybody else. We're just gonna have church. All right. Uh, no Sunday school that day, but we will have worship service at noon. And uh, I'm I'm coming on Christmas. I figure you know what? If if we're giving him gifts, I figure he might give us some as well. So I don't want to miss that. Amen. I want to be here on Christmas Day. And then, again, the 28th, uh, Brother Roberts will be here, and he'll be ministering. And then uh, January 1st, we will not have Sunday school again, but we will have church on January. We will not be doing a watch night service, because I think it's kind of like uh, sometimes the systems in here. you got the air conditioner on the one side and the heater on the other. And to stay up at midnight and beyond that and then try to get everybody back the next day, it's kind of like you know working against ourselves. So... Uh, Bring in the new year with your family and uh, pray, pray the new year in. I, I trust you all spiritually enough that you can do that with your homes and families. And then uh, the first we'll have church and we'll be launching into a new year. Amen. Everybody excited about the new year and what God's going to do in 2023? Amen. So as we pray tonight, uh, let's remember we do have a lot of folks that are out sick. I'm not even going to start naming names with all the text messages I've gotten because I will forget. Uh, people that are families that are battling just all just you name it sickness brother the temple sister uh, Tabitha told me that he rolled out of bed this morning literally his back just and somehow his back went out and uh, so we want to pray for Daniel that God would brother the temple I'm sorry that we'll that God will touch him amen 
and bring healing to his body. And uh, let's see. Oh, there was a, a need I was supposed to mention Sunday, and I didn't. And I'm trying to, earlier today, I was thinking, I didn't remember that one tonight. And right now it's flying around the room somewhere. So if somebody catches it, bring that to me. Um, anyway, folks that are traveling and will be traveling, how many of you are going to be traveling through the holidays? Amen. Let's keep those folks in our prayers as they travel. Um, Brother Henry, I want to continue to pray for Brother Henry, Sister Barry, um, Brother Elder Scriver, continue to pray for him, amen, uh, Sister McManus, brother, very good to see you tonight, sir, we love you, and uh, we're continuing to pray for you that God would touch you, amen, amen, all right, help me out, this is your chance to contribute to the prayer list tonight, we'll start over here, come on around, sure, Stephen, Ann, and Daniel. Amen. We have Sister Stephen. Yeah, pray for Sister McManus. Uh, Sister Tyson. Scott battling cancer. Also, uh, Sister Renee Bay's husband, is it Nick, I believe, is that correct? Uh, did come in Sunday toward the end of service, and I was able to pray with him. But uh, he's battling um, prostate cancer. I think it's stage two. So he, he obviously, we need a miracle there. Amen. Continue to pray for Brother uh, John Chase. Just special un unspoken prayer request, I think is how they used to say it. There's a health need there. I'm not, without his consent, the details, I'll just say that. We need to pray for Brother Chase that God would touch him. I think I saw Brother Christian's hand up. Pray for Brother Christian's mother, Brother Philip. for that a little bit of praise report let's give praise for that amen that's awesome amen yes sir brother paul last name was gray Amen. 
Is there that need, Brother, Brother Vera? Jesus, I know, asked me to pray. Uh, today is JC's birthday, and tonight they were able to uh, have, I think, a little extra time to a video call with him. That's why they're not here, but they'll, uh, they'll be watching the service. But pray for Brother Jesus and Sister Alma for JC and for that family. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody good? Anybody need? Y'all are doing, hey, let's give this side over here a hand clap. They're doing great. Amen. Next Wednesday night, you want to sit over here. These fo- these folks are thriving on this side. Amen. Anybody over here? All right. One last time. Yes, Sister Shay. Amen. Where's Brother Scott at? Oh, he's out there. I told him I walked in. Man, he's looking good. I said, you walk in here. You walk in and the best looking guy, look at him. There he is, Brother Scott. Somebody just stole your prayer request. I told him people walk in the door, and it's like this guy out there is looking like 10 out of 10, and then they look up here. I was like, it goes downhill from there. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I was just saying that to make him feel good because he's a, Don't y'all love Brother Scott, though? He looks great, right? He represents living hope well. It's like I was begging for a compliment there. I got everybody to feel bad for me. Not my intention, but I'll take it in just the same. Amen. Everybody good? Thank you, Brother Josh. Uh, Let's pray together and ask the Lord to move in all of these uh, situations. And I know our nation, always we need to be praying for America. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we bring these needs before you tonight. So many needs. Lord, I know folks that can't be here tonight because of sickness and uh, pain in their body, illness that they're battling. And Lord, we pray tonight that you would touch, that you would move. God, that you would heal, that you would deliver. Lord, that you would have your way in all of these situations. God, we're We can pray tonight with confidence because we know that you're able. Lord, we know that not one of the needs that we've mentioned tonight is too big for you. God, not the multitude of needs we mentioned are too many for you. But God, you're greater, you're bigger, you're wiser, you're smarter, you're stronger, you're more powerful. And so we bring every one of these needs before you tonight. We pray your blessings upon our homes. We rebuke sickness. God, these different illnesses and viruses that are sweeping our nation right now, Lord, we pray over our homes, God. We pray against sickness. God, we pray against every infection. And we ask you tonight, Lord, that you would bring healing. And we give you thanks and praise for it. We ask you to move in this service tonight. Lord, bless in our children's service tonight. Lord, bless in here tonight, God. Bless the worship. Bless the preaching of the word tonight. Bless both the preaching and the hearing, God, the receiving of the word. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Why don't you take a moment and after you give God a hand clap of praise, uh, reach around and shake somebody's hand, welcome somebody. The ushers are going to come. Amen, and uh, amen. Tonight is not ugly Christmas sweater night, so if somebody's wearing a Christmas sweater, it's not ugly, all right? It looks good. Good to see. I know one of the needs I meant to uh, Sunday, Brother Jarrell and his family, I know we're traveling to St. Louis. They had a death in the family. And uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned that Sunday or not. I know I personally was praying, and many of you were. 
But I am glad to see Brother Jarrell back safely. Amen. Amen. Here are our announcements for the week. Uh, this Friday, Arrow Youth Christmas Party at 7 o'clock. And it is ugly Christmas sweater on Friday. So wear your ugly Christmas sweater, all the young people, and bring a wrap cheap mug for the mug exchange. Amen. Uh, Saturday at 9.30 a.m., Children's Christmas Program Dress Rehearsal. Amen. The highlight of the Christmas season for me is our children's Christmas program. So we'll be excited to see that on Sunday. So they're going to come in Saturday and they're going to practice, make sure they're all ready. Sunday, Christmas service. And again, no midweek service next week. And next Sunday, again, Christmas service at noon. Um, that's the 25th. And, uh, and then there will be worship, but no Sunday school. Amen. All right. Did I, did I just thoroughly confuse everybody? Okay, I did. <laughs> Let me try to simplify. There will be Sunday school this coming Sunday. There will not be Sunday school the two weeks after that, all right? And we'll just leave it there. I think the more I try to explain it, the more confusing it gets. Amen. Let's all give Brother Bo a big hand clap. Let's pray over the tithe and offering. Jesus, we thank you tonight as we give. Lord, we're thankful that you, thankful that you are faithful. God, your promises concerning our finances, Lord, are true. That, Lord, we cannot outgive you. That's not just an old cliche that the old timers used to say, but, God, it's true. Lord, that we can try you and see that you are faithful, that you will pour out upon us a blessing, God, that we're not even able to fully receive and handle. But, God, we thank you for that promise tonight, and we take you at your word as we give. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. The ushers are coming to receive the offering. Worship team is going to lead us in a chorus of worship. Amen. Praise the Lord, living hope. Can we just begin to create an atmosphere of praise throughout this place? Come on, I want to welcome you out of your seats, out of your rows. If you would come on down to the altar. And can we begin to give God praise together in the name of Jesus? Come on, can we begin to worship him right now? God, Lord, let your kingdom come. God, let your will be done in our lives, Jesus. In living hope, in St. Mary's as it is in heaven. Come on, right now. Let's begin to glorify the one, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him praise right now. That's how his kingdom comes. His kingdom comes when we give him praise. His kingdom comes when we magnify his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. God bless you. We're going to go ahead and dismiss our children. As they're being dismissed, I want to say how uh, grateful I am. We've been able to have my mother-in-law here with us for the last week or so. And uh, now it used to be in every service we had testimony service. And anytime you had a guest, you gave them an opportunity to testify. Uh, I, I don't know, somewhat of that might have gone away a little bit because I think testimony service kind of got hijacked by, um, anyway, I, it, there's reasons why we don't do testimony service as much anymore. But I would like to give my mother-in-law a chance, if she would like right now, to stand and testify. I'll bring you the microphone so you don't have to yell. No, no microphone? All right, testify if you want to. very thankful for my mother-in-law and her just watching her through I know what's uh, been a difficult season but her faith has remained strong and uh, that's inspiring and it's also an example as we all go through difficult seasons it's easy to be a strong Christian when everything's going great but watch those watch those around you that when they're in difficult seasons they don't waver in their faith they keep on praising God. That lets you know they've got a foundation, amen. They've got some roots that have been established. And that, that's what you want to watch, amen. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. You got to be careful who you follow. Everybody say, be careful. Be careful who you follow. Be careful who you let influence you, amen. Make sure you're following the right people, amen. I Also, I'm glad to have my dad here. And as the bishop, he can do whatever he wants. You want to testify? All right. I tell you, it's getting shorter every week. 20 minutes, two minutes, two seconds right there. Amen. Um, one other announcement I just want to make real quick, and I'm not, this isn't a plug as much as an announcement, but Fountain is, uh, has teamed up with various artists, Brother Wilson being one of those, and uh, many others that are going to be, we're putting on a Christmas special. It's going to be airing uh December 19th at 7 o'clock Eastern and then again 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time for the West Coast folks. And then also on the 23rd at the same time, 7 p.m. and 7 uh, Eastern and Pacific. Here's the reason why I want to share that with you. I know last week our family was watching a one of those Christmas specials. Uh, it wasn't a fountain produced one. It was a good, wholesome uh, family special. But in the commercial break, every commercial break, there was a commercial promoting abortion content of the show itself was fine, but the devil is just finding more and more ways to get his foot in the door, and we need things like Fountain. I'm not saying Fountain is the answer to all of our needs, but we need more things like that that the family can turn to. Somebody said, well, entertainment isn't good. Fact is, we need entertain we, we need places that we can just enjoy ourselves, all right? I've, anyway, we could get into a Bible study on that, but Paul many times references 
athletic events. I, I believe Paul was aware of entertainment that was going on. I believe Paul even had time where he get, certainly it did not control his life, but it was a part of his life. But we need to say that people aren't going to be entertained. They're going to be entertained. It's just where will they be entertained? And so we want to create positive environments. And so Monday night, the 19th, and then Friday the 23rd at 7 o'clock, and it's going to be wholesome. Uh, there's not going to be any bad stuff on there. Amen. Brother Josh has uh, uh, one element that was out on Fountain where he talked. Anyway, we'll save that for another time. There's no bad content on there. It's all going to be wholesome and uplifting. You can sit down with it with your families in front of it and not have to fear what's going to pop up on the screen, what somebody's going to say. It's all going to be wholesome. Amen? So I just want to throw that out there to you guys, and I hope that you'll take advantage of the things that uh, are being offered. Amen? We are glad tonight to have Brother Wilson. We love him. We're proud of what God is doing in him and Sister Wilson. Amen. I just then being here a little bit more, Sister Carly is a prayer warrior. She, she has a, a ministry of prayer, and I know that Brother Wilson, that's what he needed. He needed a wife who knew how to pray and get a hold of God. Not that he doesn't know how to pray. Uh, but, you know, as, as he is elevated, and he certainly is being elevated in this hour, prayer, prayer will keep you grounded. Amen. Having people around you that are praying will keep you grounded. It will keep the attack of the enemy off of you. And so I, I do appreciate Brother Wilson, but I also want Carly to know we love her. And we're glad that, that they are here with us. Amen. And so we're honored to have him here tonight. We want him to come. I know it's Wednesday night, but Brother Wilson, you just preach whatever you feel, all right? You want to teach, preach, whatever you feel. Let's give Brother Wilson a hand clap. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Why don't you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter number 2. We'll go ahead and get started tonight. Luke chapter number 2. We'll begin reading at verse number 8. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to be able to preach and deliver the word of the Lord. I don't take it lightly. Amen. And I could go on and on about everything. Pastor and Sister Valerie and their family, uh, what they mean to us. I know this, I wouldn't be here without him, and uh, I'm just so incredibly thankful for his leadership and his, uh, his hand in my life, and um, yeah, I could, I could spend a lot of time talking about that, but I'm thankful, thankful for a pastor that believes, uh, believes in me, and uh, so thankful for his apostolic voice and leadership, amen. Luke chapter number two, I'm going to try to get right to it. Uh, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to preach because I get excited sometimes whenever I talk about the word of the Lord. But we'll just, we'll see. I'll, I'll try to get right to it and get us out of here. Amen. It's a funny thing that starts to happen. The older you get, you just start preaching longer and longer, Bishop. You know, when, it, when I first started preaching, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, you know, it seemed like I would preach for, for 10 minutes. And it was like, Man, I had all these pages of notes. Now I got like this much, and I preach for an hour. So I'm going to try not to preach for an hour tonight because I know y'all just going to leave if I do. So I'm going to try to, try to, okay, you're going to stay with me. All right. All right. Hour and a half. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter number 2, beginning at verse number 8. The Bible says, and there were in 
the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass... As the angels were gone. Someone say, as the angels were gone. As the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. I want to preach for a few moments from that little phrase in verse number 15, as the angels were gone, I want to preach on this title, When Heaven Leaves. When Heaven Leaves. Amen. Why don't you put your Bibles down? Let's pray together one more time. God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit that's been in this place already. I pray now that you would anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let this word bring forth fruit, God. Let it find good soil, that it may bring forth fruit, for that's his purpose and that's, in, that's its intent. We give you praise, God. Let your anointing cover this place. Let your power and your glory even now begin to manifest in this room. We give you praise and glory in advance. Somebody say in Jesus' name, amen. One more time, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Come on, clap your hands and give them a little bit of worship. God, we praise you. God, we thank you. We magnify you in this place, Lord. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Can you imagine what it was like for the children of Israel? Um, they had now... For 400 years, not received one prophetic word from the Lord. They were accustomed to God speaking to them. They were accustomed to the power and the glory of God showing up in their lives. God showing up and delivering them from their enemies. God giving them words in the midst of everything that they were facing that it was going to get better. God delivering them out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the Amalekites and the Philistines and the Amorites and all the Ikes, God had delivered them from them all. But can you imagine that 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 moment, that that realization that came over them? Perhaps it was after a year of not hearing from God, and perhaps one person turns to another and says, "We haven't." We haven't received a, a, a word from God, or perhaps it was 10 years, 20, 30. I don't know how long it was before somebody realized God is not speaking to us anymore. 
The glory that once seemed to follow us and be with us has now seemingly departed. I don't know how long it was, but sooner or later they realized that God was no longer with them like he once was, or so it seemed. 400 years of silence, 400 years of no voice, 400 years of God's presence not being with them anymore. But can you imagine the, the absolute awe that they were in when finally that Christmas day, God was born again into their lives. And after all the silence and after all the agony of truly wondering whether or not the prophetic words that were spoken through prophets such as Isaiah would truly come to pass, then on this one grateful day, finally God begins to speak again to the children of Israel. And he speaks and reminds them that every word that he promised will come to pass. And not only is it going to come to pass, but we find the shepherds here understand that it came to pass. The Bible said, this day in the city of Bethlehem. Can I tell you, there is nothing like after a moment of silence and a moment where it seems like God has forgotten about us and abandoned us. When all of a sudden, God's glory begins to show up on the scene again. I'm here today not because of my own. Mind. I'm here today not because of my own goodness, but I'm here today because a God showed up on the scene when my back was against the wall, when I thought that it was over, when I felt like there was no hope for me. God's glory and God's power showed up in my life. Is there anybody that can testify? I'm here because heaven came down. If heaven had not have come down, I would not have been here. If God had not showed up on the scene, I could not, if left on my own, I wouldn't be here. But because the God came down and delivered me, everybody else had given up on me. Everybody else... Everybody else was silent, but God came down, and God's glory showed up in my life, and that's why I am here. Is there anybody in the room that can testify? The hand of God found me when nobody else could find me. The hand of God reached me when nobody else could reach me. Can you imagine these shepherds? They had heard about one day how the Christ would come and how the Christ would come and deliver them from all of their trouble. And the Bible says that one day they were in the, in the fields just keeping watch over their sheep. And all of a sudden the angel of the Lord shows up on the scene. The angel of God shows up, Gabriel, and begins to give them a message. And the Bible says that the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. Can you imagine in this darkness, when all of a sudden there comes a piercing light, the darkness that blanketed them in the physical was in fact a simile of the darkness that had blanketed them, blanketed them in, the, in the spiritual. For years and years, the power and the glory of God had departed from them. But now as that light begins to pierce through the darkness in the physical, a light begins to pierce through the darkness in the spiritual. And now Israel realizes we are no longer alone. We are no longer by ourselves, but because of the glory of God, we have hope. Can I tell you why I have hope in the midst of a dark world? It's because the glory of the Lord is still shining in my life. The reason I can still worship and praise in the midst of a dark world is because there's still some glory. 
There's glory in this place. That's why people are attracted to this building, because there's glory here. There's glory in this room. That's why the captive can be set free. That's why the blind can see, the deaf can hear. Not because we got it all together, but because there is a power. There is a glory that resides in this place. That's why there's hope for our family because God's glory is still able to pierce through the darkness. That's why there's hope for our home because God's glory is still able to shine. Can anybody give him praise for about 10 seconds for his glory that is able to make a way? I don't care how long God has been silent. All it takes is one moment for his glory. Keep being faithful. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep seeking the face of God because sooner or later, I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord will show up in your life. Glory begins to show up. But here's the thing about God's glory. God's glory doesn't just show up so that we can have a good time and just be in awe of his glory. But any time the glory of the Lord shows up, it is accompanied by a word. Anytime God reveals his glory and his power to us, it's not so that we can say, oh, wow, that is awesome. Thank you. Man, this is amazing. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Yes, the glory of God is amazing. I can't imagine I can imagine what those shepherds were going through on that Christmas night when the glory of the Lord begins to shine down upon them. They'd never seen anything like this. But can I tell you the reason that the glory showed up? Can I, can I tell you the reason why heaven showed up on that day? The reason heaven showed up is because heaven had a word for them. Heaven does not just show up so we can have a good time, go home, and just kind of go through the motions. No, anytime the glory of the Lord sh shows up, in a place, it's because there is a word that God is trying to speak. God help us if we ever get so accustomed to the glory of God that we forget with that glory there is an accompanying word. There is an intent of his will and purpose that he's trying to speak to us. We're not in this place just to go through the motions and go home. But I need a word for the Lord in my life. I need God to God, I'm just not going to be so enamored with your glory that I don't hear the word that you're speaking to me. Some of us are so enamored. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the glory. We miss what he's speaking to us. We miss the word that he's speaking. Can you imagine what would have happened if the, if the shepherds had been so enamored that they missed the word that he speaks unto them? Anytime that God's glory shows up, it's always accompanied by a word. The Bible says that, that Solomon is praying a prayer at the temple. He's praying a prayer of dedication, dedicating it to the Lord. And the Bible says the glory of the Lord shows up on the scene and fills the entire temple with smoke. The priest can't even stay in the building. The glory of the Lord is there. But the Bible also says after it was all over, after God shows up with his glory, that Solomon is laying there sleeping. The Lord comes to Solomon and begins to speak to them. And that's where the Bible utters that verse that we're so familiar with. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. God says, yes, my glory is here. But it's not here so you can just admire and keep moving. But... 
The reason my glory is here is because I have a word of what I'm going to do. I'm going to establish your kingdom forever, Solomon. I'm going to establish your... There's a word for somebody in this place. The reason the glory is here is so that we might hear the word that God is speaking unto us. There are promises that God has made. There are things that God is speaking. If we're not careful, we'll miss them. If we're not careful, we'll just kind of gloss over them. We're used to this. We're used to what God is trying to do. But every time we step into the presence of God, I'm not just here to have a good time, to have an emotional high. But I want to get into the presence of God that I might hear what he's trying to speak to me. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking unto the church. If you have an ear in this place, you need to tune your ear to the Spirit of God. I know that we're accustomed to having good church. But while you're shouting, while you're dancing, you better have your ears tuned to the spirit while you're worshiping while you're praying you better say God whatever it is you want to speak I'm listening I'm available I want to hear your word is there anybody that's desperate for the word of God I want to hear the word from God it's only his word that can save me it's only his word that is life unto me it's his word oh somebody praise him for a few moments right now Oh, somebody magnify him in this place. Heaven doesn't just come for you to simply feel. Heaven comes so you can hear. God's presence is oftentimes a prerequisite to God's proclamation. Don't be so overwhelmed by what you see that you forget to hear. The angels tell, the angels tell them, listen, fear not. I know you're feeling something right now. But I need you to just kind of calm down those emotions long enough that you might listen to what I'm trying to say to you. I know that you're having an emotional experience right now, but don't let your emotions overwhelm you to the point that you forget to listen to what I'm trying to say. Then the angel gives him the proclamation, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. The angel begins to speak the word after the glory shows up, after heaven shows up on the scene, after the power and the spirit of God shows up. There is a prophetic word. There is a declaration that goes forth of what God is wanting to do. But here's the thing about when heaven shows up. Heaven also has to leave. God shows up on the scene, does a thing. But can I tell you, God will also, just as quickly as he comes, seemingly leave. No, we know the Bible lets us know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We understand that. But here's what I am saying is, is this. The glory, the manifestation, the power. The undeniable moves and presence of God will not always be with us. We cannot simply rely on the, on the tangible things, the undeniable words and the undeniable powers and demonstrations of the presence of God sooner or later. The glory will leave. The glory will depart. And the Bible says that this is what happens here. For it is not what happens when heaven is with you. It is what you do when heaven leaves that will ultimately determine whether or not you will see the word that God has made unto you. 
What will you do when heaven leaves? I understand that you know how to worship and shout when heaven is here. I understand you know how to worship and shout when the power, the presence, and the glory of God is here. Can you imagine what it was like to be there when the shepherds see the glory and the power? It was easy to believe then. But when heaven leaves, what will you do? But the Bible lets us know that they do three very important things that I want to leave with us before we head out this, this night. The Bible lets us know after they hear the word from God, after they experience the glory and they hear a word from God, the shepherds understand that now it is up to me. God has given us his word. We've experienced his glory and his power. But now we have to do something. And the Bible says, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away. When heaven left them, that the Bible says that the shepherds say one to another, let us now go. Some of us, God has given us a word in our, in, in, our, in our midst. God has given us word after word after word. And we think that it's just going to sit back and, and happen. We think that we can just do nothing and it's just going to happen. But can I tell you many times whether or not you will see what God has promised you is predicated upon whether or not you will go. Some of us want God to do it for us. But can I tell you, you can't. God is not going to do everything for you. Sometimes you're going to have to make up your mind. I'm getting ready to go. Heaven has left me. I don't feel goosebumps right now. I don't feel glory right now. There aren't angels singing right now. There aren't a lot of emotions that I'm feeling right now. But in spite of what I feel, I'm still going to go. In spite of what I see, I will not let my emotions dictate my faith. I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting ready to go and see revival for my family. I'm getting ready to go and see revival for my home. I can't feel anything right now, but I'm still going. I can't see my way right now, but I'm still going. Heaven has seemingly left me, but my faith will not leave me. I'm getting ready to go. There ought to be somebody in this room right now that say, I'm getting ready to go. It's been a long time, but I'm still getting ready to go. It's been years, but I'm still getting ready to go. I don't see anything right now, but I'm still ready, getting ready to go. My family's not worshiping right now, but I'm still getting ready to go. I can't feel God right now, but I still will go. Come on. I said it's time to go, Living Hope. It's time to go. In spite of what you feel, in spite of what you see, in spite of what you know. I'm getting ready to go. But the Bible says this. The Bible doesn't just say that they go. The Bible says they say one to another, let us go unto Bethlehem and see. They said not only are we getting ready to go, but we're believing that when we get there, we're going to see something. That's the problem with some of us. Because we're going, but we don't really believe that we're going to see something when we get there. Pastor said that everybody needs to pray, so I'm going to pray. Now, I don't believe anything's going to happen when I pray. But I'll go. Pastor's going to do that fast at the beginning of the year that we always do, and we never see anything really happen from it, and everybody else is going to do it, so I don't want to be the only one, so I'll go. 
No, that's not the type of attitude that's truly going to see something happen. You'll never make it on the journey. You might be on for a little bit, but sooner or later you're going to, because you don't really expect to see something. But for everybody that says, uh, not only am I going to go, uh, but I'm going to see. Uh, you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to see the... I don't want to just come to church and play games, but I really believe when I go, I'm going to see something. I really believe that the latter rain is greater than the former rain. I really believe revival's getting ready to come to this church. I'm going, but as I'm going, I'm believing I'm going to see. Oh, somebody worship the Lord right now. Oh, somebody praise him right now. Come on. Are you expecting something to happen? Or are you just along for the ride? Are you believing something's getting ready to happen? Or are you just going through the motions? I'm not going to go through the motions, but I'm going. And I'm determined. I'm going to see it. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. Pastor talked about it, I believe, last week or the week before last. The Bible says that there is a, there is a man by Simeon, named Simeon. The Bible says that God speaks to him and says, Simeon, you're not going to die until you see it. Here's the thing. There are so many things that God has made us promises that we will see. But as just as Pastor talked about last week, you will not ultimately see things just because you want to see things. There has to be a spiritual sensitivity what would have happened had Simeon not been sensitive enough to know to go to the temple right when Jesus was there? He would have missed it. Now, does that mean that the promises of God made unto him were untrue? No. He just wasn't sensitive enough to be there at the time it was going to happen. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. The Bible says that the angel says unto him, I, I, I want you to go and see this thing which has come to pass, with the, which the Lord hath made known unto us. The angel was saying this, it's already done. You just hadn't seen it yet. See, some of you think, some of you think that, no, it's not done. But here's what the Bible says about the Lord. The Bible says the Lord sees those things that are not as though they already are. God is not confined within the realms of time and space as we are. That means the present and the future and the past are the same to God. God is back in 1965, and he's also in 2078, should he tarry. You know what that means? That means the things that you have not seen, God has already seen them, and to him they are already done. He's making known unto you what he's already done. It's already done in the spirit. He's just letting you in. Can I tell somebody, you're waiting for it to be done, but it's already done. You're waiting for it to happen. It's all, but you got to get on the, you just got to get on the journey and go. And when you go, you will see it. When you go, it will happen. God is just making it known unto you. It's already done, but you got to go. It's already done, but you got to get on the journey. Oh, it hadn't happened yet. Yes, it has happened. You just hadn't seen it yet. Oh, it's 20 years in the future. It's already happened to God. It's five years in the future. It's already happened. See, we can't wrap our minds around that because we're finite beings, but to God. The revival he's promised for the church, he's living in it right now. 
He just needs to get you on the journey. Hey, there's going to be a revival whether you're a part of it or not because it's already done. The choice is up to you. Are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to be a... I've made up my mind. I'm going. I've made up my mind. I'm going. Come what may. I'm going to be on this journey. I'm not, I'm not turning back. I'm going to see it. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, somebody worship him right now. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether or not we see it is determined determined by how sensitive we are. When God spoke that word to Simeon, it was already done. God was standing in the future, in the past, and in the present, saying, Simeon, I know you're not here yet, but I'm here, and it's already done. You're not going to die until you see the Christ. But here's the thing, many times the promises of God, see this is what we think, we think the promises of God are, are absolutely just, just completely, completely unchangeable. Here's the thing, God will make you a promise and it is his will and his intent, but that promise can change based on what we do. It is the will and it is the promise of God that, that none should perish and that all come to repentance. But can I tell you, all will not come to repentance. Why? Because all are not willing to get on the journey to go and see. It's the will. It's the purpose. It's the promise. It's the intent of God. It's the promise of the Father that his spirit would come down and dwell in the midst. It is the promise that God spoke to us that there's going to be a comforter and there's going to be a spirit that would come down and dwell in the midst of people, but not all will experience it. Does that mean the word of God is false and that God is not going to? No. It just means that there weren't. There were some that weren't willing to get on the journey. They weren't sensitive enough to the spirit of God to be there. And that's what happens with Simeon. Simeon, understanding that this thing is just not going to happen. I got to be sensitive enough to God's spirit to know when to happen, know when it's getting ready to happen. And the Bible says that the spirit of God leads him to the temple at just the right time. Because a part of seeing is also being sensitive. You You can't see some things unless you're sensitive. You got to be sensitive to the voice of God. Here's what I find very interesting. The Bible doesn't let us know that the angels gives the shepherds the coordinates to where Jesus is at. Now we know this. The Bible says that in the same country. Another translation says it this way, in the same neighborhood. So perhaps they were close. But they didn't get the exact coordinates to where Jesus was. How did they find Jesus? How was it that they found Jesus? How big was a neighborhood? How, how, how big was the city? I, I don't really know, but, but here's what I believe. Can I tell you what I believe? I believe as soon as the angels left and they began to go with the intent to see, the Spirit of God began to lead them. The Bible lets us know that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So as you're getting ready to go and as you're believing to see, don't you forget to seek God, that God will lead you and guide you. It's not good enough to have great intentions to go and see, but you got to be praying. You got to be seeking God. How many things have we missed that God has promised because we weren't sensitive enough to know when to go? Oh, God, you didn't do it. Yeah, he did do it. You just weren't sensitive enough and you missed it. 
Oh, God, you didn't save my family. Well, I was trying to, but you weren't praying then. Oh, God, you didn't do this. No, I was trying to. You missed it. Oh, not me. Yes, you. How many things have we missed? How many things have I missed? Because I just wasn't sensitive enough. God, you didn't do it. Yes, I did. I was standing in the past, present, and future saying that it was already done. But that moment that I can't recreate, you missed. But the shepherds were sensitive enough. And I believe just as the Spirit of God led Simeon into the temple at just the right time, the Spirit of God began to lead those shepherds. And they arrived there at, at, at the very place where Jesus was born because they had the, the ability. When heaven left them, when the goosebumps left them, when, when all the lights and the camera and action and all the stuff that we get excited about and we need, when all that stuff left, they still made the decision, we're going to go. Not only are we going to go, but we're going to see. My question to you is, what will you do when heaven leaves? Oh, it's really, it's really awesome and really great and really easy to praise God when heaven is with you. But the mistake many of us make is when we can't feel God, we can't see how he's working, and we can't see what he's doing anymore. I can imagine perhaps the shepherds are like, man, did that really just happen? You know, like. Did you see what I saw? Yeah, I, I, I saw everything that I wasn't dreaming that. No. And, and as heaven has left them, they're faced with a decision. What are we going to do? But they make a decision to go. They make a decision to see. But the Bible lets us know, and I'm coming to a close with this. The Bible lets us know when they get there and they see what God has done. They see the power and the presence. The promise of God has been fulfilled. It was already done. But God just made it known unto them. It was already, it had already happened, but God just kind of let them in on what he was doing. But when they get to the scene and they see it, and finally they see it, they, they, they behold it with their own two eyes, they, 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 they see it, they, they, they get to, 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 to see that promised child that they had waited for for 400 years. The Bible says that they don't just stay there, but the Bible says that they begin to bring people back to where Jesus is. I, I don't believe that the shepherds were there for too long. They were so excited about everything that they saw that they began to bring everyone to where Jesus was. Can I tell you the true mark of people that have truly seen something is, is, is their ability to bring people to the house of God. It's their ability to bring people to the power and the place where God's presence is. I can truly tell people who are truly seeing something because they bring people with them. They tell people about it. Can I tell you what the church needs a fresh dose of? We need a fresh dose of the revelation of seeing things. Because when we begin to see things and we begin to see the promises of God fulfilled, then we're not going to keep it to ourselves. Revival will begin to happen. Because we'll begin to tell everybody. Y'all remember, remember in the Bible when, when Jesus would heal somebody? And what would, he, what would he tell them? Don't you tell anybody. That was like fuel, that was like pouring gasoline on a fire. 
immediately these people would begin to go and tell. Why? Because they had seen something. They had seen the supernatural happen. Can I tell you right now why we need to be so motivated to see something? Because when we see things, we're going to begin to tell people. When we see things, we're going to begin to spread the news about what God has done. This is why I'm praying for there to be a fresh a fresh outpouring of the supernatural in the last days. Because when we see the blinded eyes open for ourselves, we're going to tell everybody in this community that I know a God that is able to open those blinded eyes. When we see cancer dissipate, it's going to spread throughout this community. This is the house where you can be healed. This is the house where you can be delivered. This is the house where God can change your life. <laughs> I can always tell people that have truly seen something, and I'm preaching to myself right now, because when we see something, it's like a fire ignited inside of us. That's why new converts are so excited, because they've seen something. They, they, they know that their family had no hope until Jesus came into their life. They know that they were an outcast of society and everybody else had given up on them. And their family tree didn't align with everybody else's. And they shouldn't be here in the presence. But when they saw it, they begin, they begin to tell everybody that they know. Come on. I know a place where God can do the miraculous because he's done it for me. And if he's done it for me, he can do can I tell you, living hope, uh, what God is wanting to do uh, in 2023 uh, is to restore uh, the seed to the church uh, that we might bring. But the bringing many times doesn't happen when heaven is with you. Bringing happens when heaven leaves. Because the misconception is, Ooh, we're going to feel the goosebumps all the time. That's when we're going to bring people. And, and God, is gonna, God is going to give us this feeling that we've never felt before. And then we're going to go up to somebody and invite them. Can I tell you that bringing people is a lot less glamorous than that? Heaven isn't always going to be with you when you bring people. You're not always going to feel the goose. Now, understand when I'm, I'm not preaching that God has abandoned you. But what, here's what I'm saying. Many times we want an outward sign. We want an expression. We want something supernatural to happen to confirm to us that God is truly with us. But can I tell you, if you wait on that, you'll be waiting a long time. Many times it's not what we do whenever we see all that stuff that will determine whether or not we see the promises fulfilled. It's what we do when nothing is happening in our lives. How do you pray when nothing is happening in your life? That will determine whether or not you bring. That will determine whether or not you see. It's when heaven leaves. Angels depart. The glory departs. The, 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 the supernatural departs. And at that point, that's when the shepherds say, we're going to go, we're going to see, What you do when heaven leaves. Some of us right now, I want you to stand. I'm coming to a close. We feel, we don't, we don't feel a lot of goosebumps right now. We don't feel the, the power and the presence of God like we really want to right now. And for many of us, 
we've determined that is a, that 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 is a sign that God is not wanting to do what he said. God is not with us. That must mean that God God isn't a man of his word, but here's the thing. We need to get a revelation that to God it's already done. To God, he's already standing there, seeing every promise from the moment that God speaks that promise to you. He's not, making, he's not making you aware of something that he just did. He's making you aware of something that is already done. But what will you do after God gives you that word? That will determine whether or not you will ultimately see the fulfillment of that word. It's not what you do when heaven is with you. It's easy to shout and praise when, when a prophet of God comes up and gives you a prophetic word. We praise you, Lord, hallelujah. When, when, when God uses pastor to speak a word to you, and, and, and man, that is great, and that's awesome, and that, that euphoric feeling, oh, man, this is awesome, this is great, and you feel the goosebumps, and you feel the witness of the Spirit. But when that leaves you, when the rubber meets the road, that's where many of us hit the road. That's what many of us say, oh, you know what? It didn't happen the next day. It didn't happen a year from now. 400 years. Nothing happened. 400 years, but now the angel says, okay, this is the moment. Can you, can, can, I wonder what would have happened. Can you imagine if the angels had, had just kind of thought that somebody was pay, playing some crazy trick on them and just, Oh, it's been 400 years. God, surely not now. No, but after heaven left them, after all, all the, all the, all the glory had departed from them, they began to set out on this journey. Because they understood it's not what we do when heaven is with us. It's what we do when heaven leaves that will ultimately determine what we will see from God. Is there anybody in this room that would just come to the front? right now and just say, God, I'm thankful for every word that you promised. I'm thankful for everything that you've done. But I'm a human being, and just like anybody else, I know what it's like to come up and get a word from you. Then after a few days of seeing nothing happen, a few years after seeing nothing happen, I just make up my mind, I'd rather not go on the journey anymore. But God, I understand it's what I do when heaven leaves that will determine whether or not I see the power and the presence of God in my life. I want you right now to make a fresh dedication to God, fresh commitment to God, that God, I'm on this journey. I'm going to go. And Lord, I'm not just going to go, but I'm going to see it. Because you're, you're making it known unto me, but to you it's already done. You're making it known unto me, but God, to you it's already happened. It's done in the spirit. It's done in the supernatural, Lord. I just got to get there to see it. Come on, right now. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. Ask for God to give you a fresh commitment. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. Come on, all across this place, would you begin to pray right now? The promises of God are yes and amen. But can I tell you, if you're not on the journey, you won't ever see the promises fulfilled. Come on, the promises of God are in him, yes, and amen. But if, you don't, if you're not on the journey, you will, if you don't ever go, you won't ever see. 
Come on, and for those of us that are going because everybody else is going, it's time to make up our mind. We're not just on this journey just to go because everybody else is going, but we're anticipating that when we go, we're going to see something happen. When we go, we're going to see the hand of God. He's made it known unto us what is already done in the Spirit. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Come on right now, just begin to worship him. Come on right now, lift up your voice and just make a renewed commitment. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I believe that we're going to see everything that you have promised, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Unto God be the glory forever. 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 Unto God, Unto be, the God be the glory forever. Unto God be the glory forever. Unto God be the glory forever. Oh Jesus, we're gonna be on that journey, Lord. Unto we're gonna see God it. be the glory forever. Unto God. what I know church here's what I know I know that God has something very special for our church how many believe that I said how many really believe that I'm telling you I'm telling you it's the will it's the intent it is the purpose of God that this be a church of multiple thousands Oh, I thought I have at least five people that would believe it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's the will, that's the purpose of God. Oh, but we hadn't seen it yet. Oh, well, here's the thing. If you're not ready to see it, and you're just on this journey, and you're just kind of going, I, I'm, here's what I'm praying. I'm not praying that, 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 that God will just get rid of you. That's not what I'm praying. But I, I am praying this. God, I'm serious about this thing. And anybody else that's not serious about this thing, God, either, either you give them some faith to believe it or, Lord, do something about it. That's all I'm going to pray. Because here's what I believe. 
Everybody that's ready to see it and everybody that's on the journey, we're going to see it. I said, we're going to see it. Come on, some of us, you're, you're on the ride right now, but you need to be on the ride with the intent. I'm going to see it. Pastor, I'm not just going through. I'm going to go with you, and I believe it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to take the journey with you, and I'm going to see it. 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 I'm going to see this place filled. I'm going to. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see revival in St. Mary's County like we've never seen. I'm going to see the harvest. I'm going to see it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Heaven's here right now. The glory is here right now. Ooh, I feel it right now. Ooh, the presence of God is here right now. The confirmation of God is here right now. It's a green in my spirit right now. But here's the, here's the thing, living home. What will we do when heaven leaves? That's where the rubber meets the road. That's, that's, where, we, that's where we truly. It's not what we're doing when we're here right now because heaven is here right now. The glory is here right now. Faith is here right now. But what will we do when heaven leaves? As for me, I've decided I'm on the journey with Pastor. Pastor, we're behind you. I said, Pastor, we're behind you. I know Pastor and Bishop have toiled for years and years, and perhaps we hadn't seen everything that we want to see. But Pastor, we're with you. We're going to go, and we're not just kind of casually go, but we're going with you. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. In Jesus' name, we're going to see it. Hey, backsliders coming back in, we're going to see it. Brother Josh, the youth group on fire for God, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. So in 2023, when pastor starts demanding stuff out of you, remember, it's not what you do when heaven is with you. It's what you do when heaven leaves. Because guess what? When that fast is, is going on, you're not going to feel a whole bunch of heaven. You're going to feel a whole bunch of carnality. I want to eat something right now. I'm going to knock somebody out. When heaven leaves you, you're not going to feel like getting up and praying. When heaven leaves you, anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, you ever got up in the morning, tried to pray, you got that early morning prayer shift? Heaven is not with you when you wake up in that early morning prayer shift. I've been there, I know. It's just heaven just leaves. You're by yourself. What will you do when heaven leaves? Are you on the journey? Are you going to go? And when you go... Are, are, are you on the journey knowing that I'm going to see something? I'm not just going to pray casual prayers, but the effectual, fervent prayers. You know why people pray fervent prayers? Because they really believe their prayers are, are effective and they're going to see something. Anybody that truly believes they're going to see something, they have no problem play, praying effectual, fervent prayers. There's fervency in their prayers because they believe, man, this is the one thing that's going to enable me to see everything that God has promised to me. So here's what I want us to do, church. In the year 2023, I want us to rally behind Pastor like we've never rallied behind Pastor before. I want us to rally behind Sister Valerie and their family. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to see some things. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to see some things.
Tell them if you go, tell them if you go, you're going to see. Tell them if you go, you're going to see. But here's the thing I'm asking. When you see, don't you forget to bring. Because it's in the bringing that we're going to see the greatest revival that this church has ever seen. One more time, clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. Come on, lift up your voice and praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the writer said in Revelation, under the inspiration of God, he who hath an ear, let him hear. Amen. The reason that was said is because not everybody hears. If everybody heard, he wouldn't have had to speak that. It, it, was, it was meant to alert, to listen, because I'm getting ready to say something. And I, the last several weeks, about a month, God has just been a very clear message. The Spirit is speaking. That, that's really what it's saying, learning to hear the voice of God again tonight. That's what the, the theme has been. And I, here's why I believe that God is positioning this church. God's trying to position. How does God position a church? He doesn't move a building. He positions a church by positioning people. And what people? Well, the ones who have an ear that are listening. The ones, and that's more than listening. It's the ones that will go, that will obey what God is saying. I, I, I was envisioning as Brother Wilson was preaching that God's already over there in that finished building. He's already over there. It's already done. He's already over there. Amen. He's already in that, not just finished, but he's in that finished and filled up building over there. It's already full. Amen. And he's just waiting on us to believe it, and then we'll see it. And guess how that's going to happen? God's going to start moving on us. Amen. I'll, I'll just give you a quick testimony, and then we'll, we'll let you all go home or at least get some refreshments before you go home. About a month ago, I was in uh, Dakota and asked she wanted to go to Texas Roadhouse. And so I don't like, I, I prefer Longhorn, I'll just say it that way. I don't go to Texas Roadhouse unless I have to. But we went, and I was sitting there, and I heard God say, you need to buy somebody's meal. And I said, God, not this week. Things are tight this week. God didn't say, okay. He said, no, you need to buy somebody's meal. But, and I said, well, that was just me. And I was like, no, the Jason, that wasn't just you. Because you know, you wouldn't do that because you know right now things are tight. But I felt God speak to me and say, you need to do this to make room for a blessing that I'm going to bring to you. If you don't do it, then the blessing isn't coming. So I said, all right. I tried it. There's one guy over there. I said, I'm going to buy for that guy. Right, one is cheaper. And he said, no, that table of six over there, that's who you're buying for. I said, Are you sure about that? So I, I, I did. And it's been about a month ago, and I forgot all about it. And two days ago, I was in, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was in Ace Hardware in the checkout line, and, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, do you remember that? I said, I remember that. But the blessing hasn't come yet. He said, it's getting ready to come. I'm talking about being sensitive here. God will, God will talk to you like that if you'll listen. Amen. God will, God will talk to you about blessings he wants to bring. I believe this, though. If I wouldn't have bought that lady's dinner, or that, not lady, that six, those six people over there, they're dead. I, I wanted to be that lady. It wasn't a lady. It was a family. 
right? If, if you will, if you will, then God will. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but yesterday we got an escrow. We never get an escrow check back. We always owe at the end of the year. But I'm not even going to tell you, that it, was, it was a good amount of money. And, and I know that it was God saying, because you did this. Now, if God could do that for me, and some of you right now are arguing in your mind, well, God doesn't do that for me, and that's why you won't see it, is because you don't have faith to believe it. Some of you, if God spoke to you and said, buy their meal, you'd argue your way out of it, and that's why you never see the miracle, is because you haven't learned to listen and go. Obey the voice of God and do what God... And here's what I know. If God can do that for a few thousand dollar blessing, I believe God can open the door for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions even of dollar blessings so that we can move into that new building. By the way, God's already in that new building. He's just saying, living hope, I'm waiting on you to believe so that you can move in here with me. Amen. So he who hath an ear, Lord, we want to be positioned. God, we want to be like those shepherds. We don't want it to just be about the goosebumps. I believe living hope does goosebumps better than anybody. I believe we know how to do Sunday morning. God, we have great church, and we bring the presence of God down. And, Lord, I don't ever want that to change. But, God, I believe you're saying to living hope this year. It's not about Sunday morning. I want to know, are you willing to move after Sunday morning is over? Are you ready to be positioned for great things that I'm going to do? Are, are you ready to go and to, to, to expect to see when you get there? And then are you ready to bring back? Come on, are you ready to bring back and let others see what you've experienced? Let others see what you have seen. Let others experience what you have been able to move around and see and experience in the name of Jesus. I believe it. I believe it in Jesus. Anybody ever had Siri? You know that little voice in your phone that says turn and you didn't turn when she said turn and she'll still get you there but it's about five minutes later I was somewhere recently and I didn't listen to Siri in time and it took me 12 more miles than what it was supposed to take me because I didn't listen to Siri and I think it's the same way in the Holy Ghost God says go and we don't go and it doesn't mean we can't get back there but it's not going to be when it's not be everything it was supposed to be because we didn't listen and God is saying to living hope this year but God be listening for, how many of you know sometimes God will speak direction? Not every word is direction, but there are some words that God speaks that are direction. And I believe God is going to give us in the next few weeks. God is going to give this church direction for what we need to do to be positioned for what he's going to do. How many of you are ready for that? You're ready for direction. You're ready for direct, you're ready for heaven direction, God-given direction. Amen. So before we leave, I want you, I want you to, get the hand of somebody in your body and we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. God, we're listening. Lord, we want to be the ones who have ears to hear. Lord, I don't, I don't think three weeks in a row that you've come and spoken to us on the same exact thing. God, that the Spirit is speaking. We're learning to hear the voice of God. And Lord, we want to be positioned for what you're going to do. We want to be in the right place. We want to have the right posture. We want to have the right mindset. God, we want to have the right level of faith. God, we want to be willing to be obedient. Lord, we recognize obedience isn't always what we want, but it's not my will, but yours be done. And God, as you speak direction, Lord, when you say go right, we want to go right. 
Lord, when you say go left, we want to go left. When your spirit says stop, we want to stop. Lord, whatever your spirit is speaking, God, we want to be in alignment. Lord, because it's when we are in alignment with you that we're able to go and see that Christ child. We're able to see, God, what people have never seen before and experience what we've only heard about and read about. But now we get to experience that great awakening and that revival that has been promised to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Brother Wilson, for that tremendous word tonight. Amen. We're going to leave here tonight. We're going to leave the goosebumps. Amen. Some goosebumps you can only feel in the company of other believers. Amen. You believe that? We're, we're going to step out of that right now, but now we're going to go to where the fulfillment of promise takes place, and it's when heaven is left. And we go, and we go expecting to see, and then we bring others. Bring somebody with you Sunday. Amen. Bring somebody with you Sunday. Give, give your waitress a 30% tip this week. and Amen. Oh, I could never do that. Wait, Generosity opens doors. And invite them to come to church with you on Sunday. Amen. And let's, let's see the house filled up on Sunday and let God do amazing things and transform lives. Amen. 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 The Lord bless you. There's refreshments. Uh, back in the multipurpose room, there's refreshments. Amen. God bless you. Be safe as you travel home tonight. The Lord bless you. Amen.